Welcome to A Politic Episode 5. Today we're going to complete our discussion of principle number two. Again, our desire is to try to encourage people to register, to vote, and then vote. We want to increase your sense of personal empowerment and your buy-in to being a part of this society. We know that there are many people who don't want to vote because they think it won't make any difference, that the system is currently too messed up and it doesn't do any good to vote. But part of the reason that things are so messed up is that only 60% or less of the voting public votes. So what we need is more participation. We also need people to increase the amount of effort they're willing to put into finding out about the issues. And so that's what we're doing. We're providing information about the issues, especially as they relate to the election this year on November 3rd. So this is designed for people who really don't like to talk about politics. We're hoping to give you high quality information. We're not playing games. We're not leaving things out. We're not adding a bunch of fluff. We're trying to keep it very, very fact oriented. So today we're going to discuss again, the second principle increases the freedom of personal and corporate enterprise balanced by personal and corporate accountability. So thank you for joining us. Here we go. Welcome to a politic episode five. And what we were talking about in the last episode was the second core principle of progressivism That is that progressivism is going to increase freedom of personal and corporate enterprise balanced by personal and corporate accountability. And Steve, you were talking about Bill Gates and Henry Ford and the ability to dream big. And so I wanted to pick up there and you were talking about being able to Dream big and and so continue on there. Well, Bill, I see our way of life as really each generation nurturing the next. It's sort of like a, a relay race and we're passing the baton to the next runner. And each generation, uh, the Bill Gates, the Henry Fords, to the Bill Gateses, to someone who's in, you know, third grade today. And what we're trying to do is say as long as the ground is fertile as far as our way of life and that, again, the citizens are the sovereign of our society and that no king tells us where we have to work or where we have to live, that basically each generation then passes on to the next generation the opportunities for them to take the baton and be the next generation's Bill Gates, 
or Henry Ford. And that, I think, is, again, another one of the brilliant ideas of, of what our founders tried to establish over 250 years ago almost. That people can take an idea and run with it, and they may find that they succeed beyond their wildest dreams. They also may find that they succeed for a while, but then they end up hitting a dead end, or they may end up not making it at all. But the key is to be involved in the process and not really be so concerned with whether or not you end up well, but it's just a matter of trying to be creative, trying to be yourself, dreaming big, and what else? Well, if you're not successful, and most ideas don't succeed, but in our society, in the culture that we are nurturing, it reminds me of that old saying in the old song from the last generation, pick yourself up, dust yourself off and start all over again. That basically we live in a country where if you do not succeed the first time, that doesn't in and of itself mean that you won't succeed the next time. And out of every failure, you learn something. And hopefully the lesson that you learn will make the opportunity to succeed the next time. That's great. Now, another thing that I think we cannot forget is along with success or failure comes the idea of accountability. That if we succeed or we fail, we still have to think about the effect of our ideas on other people. So it's common nowadays for people to say, well, I made my own success. I wasn't dependent on this society. I made it on my own. So why should I have to pay taxes? Why should I have to respect regulations? And I guess I'm wondering, what do you think about that? Well, I guess what comes to mind is the interstate highway system of all things. Here is a national roadway infrastructure that all America built. It runs through all 50 states. It was bought and paid for by the American people through their tax dollars. But look at the opportunities that this interstate highway system provided all the people who use it to nurture commerce, to go on vacation, to just be able to get from one place to another efficiently. This really is one of the great post-World War II infrastructure wonders of the world. And I think that if we understand that we built this together, it was done as a national undertaking. Uh, a smaller version of it was Hoover Dam or the Tennessee Valley Authority. We used the might of everyone's taxes 
to invest in infrastructure that benefited everybody after the fact. And so it's, it's not like you're throwing uh, uh, your money away and you're never going to see it again. It come, it's like an echo. It comes back. And uh, I think that uh, we have to understand that now, again, using the tax dollars, the people who utilize it, have to be good stewards. And we know that uh, human beings are, are, are fickle, and we sometimes entrust people who really aren't deserving of that trust. But that's why we have elections. And hopefully we then learn our lesson the hard way and we put people in place that will be better stewards of the public's treasury. Yeah, that's good. And the other thing we have to do is remember. Sometimes we're not very good at remembering, so some people are better at reminding us of the things of the future. For example, like the uh, 50 states do not yet have um, a, an interstate highway to Hawaii, but we do have the airway to Hawaii. And so in that sense, every state is interconnected. And if we weren't all interconnected, we'd be in a real pickle. Well, uh, another, another step in that particular example is, yes, there are private airline companies, uh, United, American, but there is a single Federal Aviation Administration that manages the radar infrastructure and the, the way, in other words, they can fly anywhere they want, but they can't just monitor and manage thousands and thousands of flights. That is taken, that responsibility is undertaken by the American people through the FAA. And I think that that's another reason why when we do things nationally that benefit all the people, we understand that that's how we see the real fruits of, of, our, of our taxes at work. Now, again, there are more than a few examples in history of how our taxes have been misappropriated, squandered, but that is where the diligence and the foresight of, again, as we talked in the previous discussion, that's where the power of the sovereign, and in our way of life, the American people, weigh in and say, look, the governor isn't doing their job, or the senator isn't doing his, her job, or the president isn't doing their job, and we have the ability to change the personnel. And that is one of the great uh, things uh, that I think the founders bequeathed us in our way of life. Yeah, that's great. Well, this is the time in our apolitic discussion where we'll want to return to the importance of registering and voting. We wanna encourage all of the listeners in the state of Ohio to start thinking about registering right now. And you have until Monday, October 5th to register. Steve, uh, tell us more about registering and then early voting. When can we start voting? Well, the very next day, October the, um, the 6th, absentee voting by mail begins. In-person voting 
begins on the 6th of October, and that begins at 8 a.m. and runs to 5 p.m. And it depends on where, what, where each county has designated the polling, early polling place. So it's incumbent upon the voter to, you know, maybe get on to the Internet or give uh, the state secretary of state's office a call and say, I live in Franklin County. Where is the early voting precinct for for that purpose? Tell us that phone number. Tell us that phone number for the secretary of state in Ohio. The, um, the phone number to contact their office is 614-466-2655. Now that's local to Franklin County. Is there an 800 number for the whole well, state? Well, that, what that is, is that's, that's um, the Secretary of State's phone number. Okay. Is there an 800 number for people to call to get the number where they can find out their county polling uh, location. No, there isn't an 800 number, but on the Ohio Secretary of State's webpage, there is an entire listing uh, of all the county boards of elections. It's a directory. And if you know your county, which most people do, just find it and it'll give you the hours of their office, the telephone number, and we're going to make sure that this is an attachment uh, on the link of this, this particular webcast. Okay, so we have to register to vote by Monday, October 5th, and then in-person and um, online voting starts the next day, October 6th. So we don't want to overdo this, but we do want to make it plenty clear. Voting starts October 6th. Register up till oh, to October 5th. Okay, great. Well, thanks, now, now, Steve. One thing that you, you did say, which I don't think is possible, there is not any voting online. Maybe one day that might happen. Oh, okay. But I'm glad you corrected me on that. Yes. That's okay. Well, I mean... I, I didn't, I, you could have left that combat. If you want to, you know, dial it back, you can. No, we want to make sure people know you have to vote by mail or you can vote in person and you must register. You can register online, but you have to make sure you're registered before Monday, October 5th. So, October 5th. Yes. Yeah, so thank you for listening and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next time.